Welcome to The Untrue Show, where I talk about the reality of being a millennial with all the rants. And today, I'm so excited to be here because Disney Plus is officially launched. And I feel like the biggest kid in the world because I've been looking forward to this for months and months and months, probably a whole year. I don't know. Did they announce it a year ago? It's been a long time. I've been very excited about this. I paid for a founding member membership for three years. So I'm all in to watching the programming and I am excited. I think that this is a game changer in terms of innovation. I think that Disney is on the late majority side of adopting this innovation of streaming. I mean, there's so many streaming services out there. There, There's a lot of them. But I think that Disney took their time in deciding to get this rolling and deciding to launch this and get this out of the door. And they watched. They watched all the competition do it. They watched what worked and they watched what doesn't work. For instance, Netflix might have been first at this, but the biggest gag or the gag is with Netflix (laughs) um, that they're shifting away from what they originally started as. Netflix started as a streaming platform for other people's content and getting us access to it in our homes. And really they started as DVDs. So they started as a DVD mailing company. I think they still have that component of the business, but most people just stream. And now if you go on Netflix, they're really moving away from showing other people's content to us and they're moving towards pushing their original content. And some of the original content just isn't, isn't, it doesn't have the fandomonium around it like Disney stuff does. Even the bad Disney stuff has fandom around it because they've been around since 1926. So I think even when they fail, it's not as big of a failure as um, where Netflix fails. Netflix is a company still in its infancy. And I feel like I started this podcast and jumped really heavy into this. Hope you guys are along for the ride. (laughs) But as you can hear, I'm very excited about this. I've been reading up a lot about it. I, you know, like I said, I became a founding member. I looked at all the content and I made this whole watch list. So we're going to get into that next. But I think that it's hard to compare Disney to a company like Netflix or Hulu who are very new and they're started in the age of the internet. And Disney is not new to this. They have mastered the art of surprise and delight with their, their movies that they produce Um, with the park all of the parks have a certain experience I was reading this article about how they keep mosquitoes out of the park to keep you happy during your visit so they've mastered that if they've mastered keeping mosquitoes out of a a swampy wet park in Florida because a lot of times it's always raining there whenever I go to Disney World it's always rainy and I would think rain attracts mosquitoes, but they don't have a lot of sitting water throughout the park. They have de- designed the park in a way to not have that sitting water, to not attract bugs, and to keep your experience lovely while you're there. So if they're going through all that effort, you know if they are coming out with a streaming service, they're going to come correct. And that's what they're trying to do. And I'm very excited. I'm that person who whenever the movie comes out, the Disney vault, I go get it on DVD at home at my parents' house. They have most of the classic Disney Renaissance movies. I'm talking Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, 
um, Lion King. We still have them on the cassette tapes in the white boxes. I don't know if you guys remember those. They're like these white boxes and you open them and the tape comes out. Yeah, we still have all of those on the shelf. <laughs> and throughout college, whenever something would like drop out of the vault, like the Little Mermaid or uh, Lion King dropped out of the vault, I would go get them on DVD. I have most of the Pixar films on DVD. Um, so I'm just excited. Like, I, I think that this is the first time a streaming service has launched since the, you know, the original game changers that I'm like, yeah, I gotta have it. Um, and even looking at the cost. So a couple years back, I was seriously trying to figure out how I could watch all the Star Wars movies. And they sell them in like a box set, but the box set is like literally just a couple maybe $20 short of what I paid for Disney plus for three years. So that tells you how much it would have cost me to like rent all of them or even buy all of them just to watch all of them. And DVDs take up space, man. I have a lot of DVDs. I think I'm going to take them to my parents' house and put them on their shelf there. Uh, because I do have a big DVD collection, but I'm moving away from buying new DVDs and trying to keep everything more digital because these days it's like you watch something. I don't necessarily have to keep a copy of it. I could almost just rent a copy of it and not have it take up space. Some of the classics that I like, I could download um, the digital copy. But again, it's not taking up space physically. It's just taking up space in the cloud. And at this point in my life, I would prefer that <laughs> just because physical space is limited. I'm, you know, I don't have a huge place right now and I probably won't have a huge place for a while and even if I do have a huge place I don't want DVDs taking up all my space so just thinking of it that way just having that access to everything being on digital it's almost like sometimes where I like buying Kindle books over real books because I have access to it all the time from my phone from my um, iPad and sometimes I want that access but sometimes I miss you know and I probably will miss having that traditional DVD whenever I want to just drop it in to watch something so uh, a while back, I actually stopped buying Disney movies because I knew I was like, everything's going to be on stream. I don't have to buy Captain Marvel. It's going to be on streaming. I don't have to buy Infinity War. Well, I didn't plan to buy that, but those I don't have to buy because they're going to be there at day one. And I'm so excited about it because streaming, like I said, takes up no space except cloud space if you download. <laughs> uh, so I'm really excited. I'm in for the three years and I actually have a list of everything that I'm going to watch. The very first thing that I'm going to watch is a goofy movie. I have thought about buying a goofy movie on DVD. I've often listened to uh, the soundtrack songs, which is, which but the song I'm listening to is Eye to Eye by Tevin Campbell from a goofy movie um, and Powerline. Um, yeah. So he was Powerline in the movie. Tevin Campbell was. And, I often go listen to it, but they took it off Apple Music and I'm like, are they just trying to take away all the good things? So they took it off Apple Music and then I haven't been able to find it anywhere. You can only listen to, I think you can, you can watch like the YouTube video of it, but a lot of times I play YouTube videos and listen. So uh, I found a video too on there of of the song, even where Tambo Campbell, Tevin Campbell came back like the 25th anniversary and sang it live. So uh, I'm definitely going to watch that first just to see the performance. And I feel like it's such a classic Disney film. 
I remember being a kid and sometimes Disney Channel would play it. So just sitting down to watch it every time it came on, just because I really like a goofy movie. I think it's goofy at its best, goofy at his best. And I like the dynamic between him and Max and the story that they, the journey that they go on. And then, you know, Max having a little crush and being in high school. So when it came out, I was in elementary school. So it was nice to see that whole dynamic and uh yeah it's it just makes me a little nostalgic even thinking about it the second movie that I'm gonna watch is Captain America Winter Soldier I rented this a couple months ago on um iTunes because I was trying to get a refresher before Infinity War of all the films and it's probably one of my favorite MCU movies of all time I mean don't fight me but Chris Evans is in it Sebastian Stan Anthony Mackie it's just all the zaddy eye candy that you desire (laughs) um I talked about zaddy on my last episode so going back to that definition of a uh handsome well-dressed man all of them are in Captain America Winter Soldier Uh, I think that the Captain America films, uh, what is it? The first Captain America, uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier and Captain Civil War, which is Captain America. But yeah, (laughs) Captain America, Civil War. So all three of those are probably some of my favorite story trajectories in the MCU. And I cannot wait to revisit Winter Soldier for all of the above mentioned things. So the next thing I'm going to do is I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier. Watch the Star Wars movies. I have not seen most of them. I only recently watched Star Wars The Last Jedi and I also watched Rogue One. And I remember going in theaters to see the Solo movie, which I really, really loved. I really liked Solo. I thought it was awesome. And it just really made me realize I need to know the whole universe. Wikipedia has helped me out a lot, understanding who everybody is. And of course, I, you know, see R2D2, you know, Chewbacca, uh, you know, all those characters, Yoda. Um, yeah, I got to I got to brush up my Star Wars film knowledge. So that's why I need to see all of those. So I'm gonna try to start from the beginning. Uh, someone gave me a different order to start in. I might reflect on that order. Um, Because I know that the original ones are not the first in the series. The ones that came out in like the 2000s are kind of the first ones. And then you go back. Yeah, so it's a lot, a lot. But I'd love to get caught up before the latest one comes out in December, which is the third of this last trilogy with John Boyega, who is also zaddy (laughs) I think I'm just gonna use that word all the time now (laughs) but yeah so I definitely want to get caught up on all the Star Wars films I'm excited to do that I uh the next set of films that I really want to see um when when Disney Plus launches is going to be Cars those are I think this is the only Pixar movies I have not seen and Cars 3 has been on Netflix forever but I was like I don't want to spoil it I need to see Cars 1 and Cars 2 so (laughs) um I'm gonna start from the very beginning and go through all three of them and that's the next thing on my list um the next thing on my list I'm so excited about all episodes of The Simpsons are gonna be streaming on Disney Plus and 
I have some all-time favorite episodes that I'm going to start with. I know I've mentioned this before, but there's an episode about Bart selling his soul. That is season seven, episode four. So I'm going to watch that one. And then another one of my favorites is when Winona Ryder was a guest star on the show. And it's called Lisa's Rival. I don't know if you remember this episode, but it's season six, episode two. And Lisa meets another girl in her class who's actually skipped a grade. So she's younger than Lisa. She plays the saxophone like Lisa. She's very, very smart like Lisa. And instantly Lisa's a little jealous, a little threatened and challenged by this other presence of excellence who who has the same standard or even a, be- a higher standard of excellence than she does so the whole episode is about their rivalry and you know how that ends and I just really enjoy the episode so those are two of my all-time favorite classic episodes I'll probably watch first when it comes out and then there's others I feel like I could do a whole show about top Simpsons episodes that I love or all-time favorites I've watched since since I was a little kid and I'm really glad that they will be streaming on Disney plus because not all the episodes are on Hulu only maybe the last season or two. So it's nice to go back to those classic episodes and see how the Simpsons used to be. There's, I feel like the Simpsons is still a great show. They're still producing really relevant, timely episodes, but the format of them or the dynamic of them has changed as we have changed and times have changed. So um, seeing those classic episodes will be really exciting for me. Next on the list would have to be Johnny Tsunami. I don't know if you guys ever saw Johnny Tsunami. It was a digital Disney original movie back in the early 2000s. Uh, I really liked the story. It's kind of like a fish out of water story. Johnny Tsunami, he's a big time surfer in Hawaii. He moves to this cold, cold, cold place. I don't remember what city it was in or what state, but he's literally out of his element. And it just talks about his journey from being a surfer to a snowboarder and how he transitions into a new school and a new environment. And I really liked that story. All those kids are like right around my age. I'll also be watching a Xenon girl, the 21st century. I really like the first Xenon movie the best, but there are three of them actually. Um, so maybe all of them, maybe just one of them. There's also another film on Netflix that I really liked about the apartheid. Uh, and I remember watching that and it just, it was different for Disney to me. And I, I enjoyed it because I felt like I was learning something new. It's called the color of friendship and it came out, you know, in the year 2000. So it's based on, um, a true story about these two girls named Marie and Piper, one's from the United States and one's from South Africa. And they learn about tolerance and friendship and, um, one's black and one white one is white. So I guess that's what their color of friendship comes in, but they're from two totally different backgrounds. So it addresses a little bit of that and, you know, dynamics from being from another country and then, you know, the apartheid as well that was going on in South Africa. Uh, it's a period piece because it was, it came out in 2000, but it was actually, um, there, the story isn't about girls from the year 2000. I think the story is about friendship between two ladies in the 80s maybe 1977 1977 there we go so I'll definitely be watching that uh what else I feel like I feel like I can keep going on this for a while um I put on here that I really would like to catch up on the a couple episodes of that so raven that are classic episodes that that so raven was kind of out at a time I wasn't really watching that show 
but I've really gotten into Raven's Home and I've really enjoyed it. So I would love to revisit some of those classic episodes of That's So Raven to just catch up on the backstory and go back to where Raven was in high school, you know, nostalgia. (laughs) Okay, next thing on my list is The Lion King One and a Half. And if you've never seen it, The Lion King One and a Half is kind of, it's it's a different type of telling of the Lion King. It tells the Lion King story more from the perspective of experience of Timon and Pumbaa before and during the events of Lion King. So it's kind of like a prequel mixed in with their experience as they like meet Simba, come to back to the Pride Rock and all that stuff. So it I thought it was really cool the way that they did it. And I really thought it was funny because you you get the experience of Timon and Pumbaa, but you also get their experience while in the Lion King and a little bit of backstory from before they met Simba. Because a lot of times these Disney stories kind of focus on the experience of the, you know, protagonist or whatever. But they don't always tell you like the backstory of the people that help the protagonist along the way. Um, and so I just really appreciated the way that Lion King one and a half had a different perspective or a different take on things, but also interpret interpreted like the primary story of the Lion King, which is the one we know and love. So kudos to them for whoever thought of doing that, because I thought it was a really good way to continue on the story um, and also a, a really different way of taking things on and moving things forward. The next thing that I would love to watch is Captain Marvel. I am a big fan of Captain Marvel. I saw it in theaters and I'm really excited to watch it on Disney+. Plus. Um, it takes place in the 90s, so it, it was a little bit nostalgic too. She actually goes to a blockbuster store, so I thought that that would be, um, you know, pretty cool to, to see again. And it's pretty funny that, you know, she lands in a blockbuster store because we don't have those anymore, but I definitely miss the experience of going in to a blockbuster and walking through the aisles and picking up popcorn and paying all that money. Cause let's be real. Like blockbuster was kind of expensive. So (laughs) yeah. Um, I kind of miss that experience, but that's neither here nor there. So, (laughs) um, another thing that I'm really excited about seeing on Disney plus is Tron legacy. They, you know, I thought about getting it on DVD, but I never pulled the plug and got it. And I thought Tron legacy was a pretty good movie and a good continuation of Tron in terms of the visuals. And I really was hoping that they would do another one, like the, you know, a Tron three, but they continued it with the cartoon. Um, I think it's called Tron uprising. And I don't know, like it's hard for me to follow the cartoon continuations of live action movies. So I kind of fell off from that. Um, and I don't have Disney, so that doesn't help at all. And all of the Muppet movies will be on streaming. So there's a couple that I've missed back in the day. And then the very first one I'm always nostalgic about. And the more recent Muppet movie that came out in like like 2011. I really like that one a lot. So I'll have to rewatch it. Let's see. I haven't seen the live action Dumbo. So I'll definitely have to add that one to my watch list. Uh, Gosh, man. Hunchback of Notre Dame. I don't have that one on DVD. So I'll have to revisit it. And wow, man, I feel like I'm never going to run out of stuff to watch. 
But what I will run out of is time because I definitely don't have time to sit and watch all of this stuff. <laughs> um, so wherever it gets in, where it fits in, but I'm going to be really intentional about seeing Star Wars for sure. Cause I want to see that next one, um, this December. Wow, man. As I look at this list of stuff that's going to be on Disney plus, I'm just getting a little overwhelmed. Like, Ooh, it's a lot of stuff happening on here. It's, it's a lot. And yeah, like I said, I'm never going to run out of stuff to watch. There's there's a lot of Star Wars content, even a Star Wars original series on here, too. They even have like a Marvel movie from like 1979 called Spider-Woman. So I'm curious to see what that is going to be about uh, for sure. Very, very curious to see how that's going to go, what it's going to be about uh, and to watch. Wow, it's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of National Geographic stuff on here, too. That's probably really, really interesting. I'm one of those people that plays TV shows while I'm doing stuff, like while I'm working from home or while I'm doing homework. So there'll probably be a lot of background shows <laughs> that I have on in the background, but I'm not 100% deep diving into and paying close attention to. And I'll never run out of stuff based on this list. It's so long. <laughs> so are you guys getting Disney Plus? I'd love to know. Um it, it's a lot. It's a lot to, to, to look through. It's a lot to process, but I think it's going to be really exciting again to see how streaming evolves based on this. I know Disney purchased Hulu. So seeing how that changes the game, seeing how are people going to leave Netflix because Disney plus is out. Um, I still have Netflix right now. I don't know if I'll keep Netflix forever, but I'm kind of locked into Disney plus for three years. So We'll see how all that works out. I might just be a Disney Plus person. I might just not be a Netflix person. You never know. But I would I, one thing that I have thought about is how there's so many different streaming services now. The the way that we pay for them or subscribe to them is going to have to change. Like since I have Disney and Hulu and Disney purchase Hulu, I probably need to try to loop Hulu into my three year Disney deal <laughs> um, and lock them in together. And then, you know, having other streaming services, like I know some people stream stars or HBO, CBS, BET, like there's so many streaming services. There's going to have to be a way to like loop them into a bundle or people will just stick to cable or have nothing at all. That's, that's kind of the point I think people are getting to now is like, gosh, I can't have 10 different streaming apps because that's like the same cost as me just keeping cable. So why well, have all these streaming services? And yeah, I know there's a lot of original content on streaming, but it's going to be difficult budget wise to justify paying for multiple streaming services and continuing to add to that, that lot of paying for like 10 services. I just don't see people doing that in the future going forward. So navigating how all this works, that's what happens when you're innovative, right? When innovations happen and they change the game, would we really be talking about this if Netflix hadn't come around in the original? So they definitely were the early adopter in this space um, and changed everything. We would still be going to Blockbuster like Captain Marvel landing in it. <laughs> and honestly, I just, wow. Like thinking about how things have changed. I was going to Blockbuster in college. Netflix had just come out. Maybe this was like 2000 somewhere between 2004 and 2008 I was still going to Blockbuster I had a Blockbuster card and I remember like if I remember someone was telling me like it hurts your credit or whatever if you don't return your Blockbuster movies because it messed up theirs because 
it's almost like not returning a library book. I don't know if that messes up your credit too, but they'll like track you down for those movies. It was a serious, it was serious business back then. So just looking at how things have evolved is wild to me. Um, and they're going to continue to change. Change is inevitable. Change is necessary. And so watching the change will be interesting and just seeing how, how things continue to move forward, how we continue to evolve and shift due to this innovation of streaming services and a large company like Disney coming out the gate strong with their offering of content and offering of um, original stuff and getting you to sign up for three years. Like they kind of lock people in already. So I am excited to watch how things go on the business side as a creative, watch what, what gets created from here and just, you know, time will tell. We'll see how things go. Thank you so much for listening this week. And I really appreciate it. Like I'm really enjoying this run of making shows for you guys. And I hope you're enjoying them. If you love my podcast, give me a five-star rating in the iTunes store Or if you're listening on Podbean, you can rate me there. Give me comments. If you'd like to give feedback, you can um, tweet me. I'm on Instagram and Facebook too as The Great Dana J. So you can find me on those places. And I'd love to talk with you. I am just having a ball with this. So I hope that you are having a ball listening. And I will talk with you guys soon. Bye.